Chapter 17 Ragir was hopelessly lost. Separated from Clooney, he could not think for himself. Scuttling off down the road in the wrong direction, he had kept on going in a state of funk. Frightened by the sound of a bird chirping suddenly, he rushed blindly into Mossflower Wood and pressed on, deeper and deeper into this strange new territory. It was only with the arrival of a pale dawn that he stopped, slumping down under some brush under some bushes. Exhausted, soaking wet, and dispirited, he curled up into a wretched damp ball and slept. Sometime around mid-morning, Ragir was awakened by the sound of footsteps. As Matthias trampled past, he lay low, silently congratulating himself. What a find! A little mouse! He would take him prisoner and bring him back alive to Clooney. That way he could gain some prestige. Clooney might even forget that he panicked and deserted at the abbey. Matthias risked a swift glance over his shoulder. There was a rat clumsily trying to stalk him. A fat, awkward-looking rodent, but never, nevertheless an enemy. The young mouse strode onwards, his mind working coolly and without fear, confident that he could handle the situation. Breaking twigs underfoot, stumbling ineptly from tree to tree, Ragir watched the mouse and fantasized. There was six of them, chief. They tried surrounding me, but I fought like the devil. Then I says to myself, Ragir, says I, you'd better capture this last one and fetch him back for the chief to question. Then Clooney will say to me, Ragir, good old Ragir, I knew I could depend on you. Why do you suppose I took you along in the first place? Mange fur, bring food and wine for my old pal, Ragir the Brave. Ha! Yes, then I'll pat the chief on the back and say, By Satan's whiskers, you old rodent, have you never thought of retiring and letting me lead the horde? Why, with a gallant warrior like me in come, thwack! A long, whippy, large branch sprang forward suddenly. It crashed into Ragear's head, poleaxing him. Matthias stepped out of hiding, rubbing his hands. It had been a strain holding the branch back for so long. Uncoiling Shadow's climbing rope, he bound Ragear paw and claw to a sturdy oak. The young mouse could not afford to wait around for the rat to regain his senses. There was still a deal of traveling to be done. He pressed onwards leaving his senseless enemy bound to the tree. The rain stopped. Within minutes, the hot June sun burst down on Mossflower, as if in apology for its absence. Clouds of steaming mist arose from the woodland floor, mingling with the golden shafts slanting down through the trees. The birds began singing. Each flower and blade of grass was decked out in jeweled pennantry. 
with necklaces of sparkling raindrops. A sudden warmth flooded over Matthias, cheering him onwards. Humming a tune beneath his breath, he strode out with a will, almost breaking from the cover of the trees straight out into the flat meadowland. He checked himself just in time. Directly ahead lay a vast overgrown area, which was neither pasture nor meadow. It was the common land that had once belonged within the curtilage of St. Ninians. Matthias crouched at the edge of the woods. He could see the back of the church. There were ten or twelve rats patrolling it some distance away. Before he dealt with that problem, there was still the common land to be crossed. Clumps of thistle and slight ground hummocks would be his only cover. The young mouse spoke his thoughts aloud. Hmm, this could present a little problem. A strange voice answered him. Problem? A little problem? Well, at least it's not a full-grown adult problem. Matthias squeaked aloud with fright. Whirling about, he looked for the source of the mystery voice. There was no one about. Taking a grip of himself, he squared his shoulders and called out boldly, Come out here this instant and show yourself. The voice answered. It seemed to come from directly in front of him. Show myself indeed. How many pairs of eyes do you want, young feller? Eh, eh? Fine state of affairs. Bless my soul. What, what? Matthias narrowed his eyes and looked hard. Still nothing. I warn you, come out and show yourself, he shouted irritably. I'm in no mood for playing games. As if by magic, a lanky hair popped up right beside Matthias. An odd patchworked creature. His fur was an ashen hue with blots of gray and light brown flecked white on the underbelly. He was very tall, with formidable hefty hind legs and a comical pouched face topped off by two immense ears which flopped about of their own accord. With a courtly old-fashioned manner, the hare made a leg, bowing gracefully. His voice carried a slightly affected quaver. Basil Stag Hare at your service, sir. Expert scout, hind leg fighter, wilderness guide, and camouflage specialist. Ahem. Liberator of tender young crops, carrots, lettuce, and other such strange beasts. Pray tell me whom I have the pleasure of addressing, and please state the nature of your little problem. Matthias decided the peculiar hare was either slightly mad or tipsy, but his outmoded manner was certainly friendly. The young mouse humored him accordingly, bowing low with a paw at his waist. Good day to you, Mr. Basil Stag Hare. My name is Matthias. I am a novice in the order of Redwall Mice. My immediate problem is to cross this land to the church over yonder without being discovered by the rats who are guarding it. Basil Stag Hare tapped one of his huge feet gently on the ground. Matthias, he laughed. What an odd name, to be sure. The young mouse laughed back as he replied, Not half as odd as your own name. 
Who ever heard of a hare being called Basil Stag? The hare disappeared momentarily. He reappeared next to Matthias. Ah, well, hare's the family name, don't you know? My parents named me Basil, though the old mater wanted me to be called Columbine Agnes. Always longed for a young lass, she did. But why stag? Matthias inquired. Noble creatures, stags, the hare sighed. Did I ever tell you I wanted to be one? A magnificent royal stag with great clawfinger antlers. So I went down to the jolly old river one night and christened myself stag. Had two toads and a newt as witnesses, you know? Oh, yes. Matthias was unable to hide his merriment. He sat down and chuckled. Basil started chuckling, too. He sat down beside Matthias. I think I'm going to like you, my boy, he cried. Now, what about getting you over to that church? Why, there's nothing simpler. But enough time for that later, young Rip. How about telling me what brings you here? I love listening to a good yarn, you know? Oh, by the way, I see you like fennel and oat cakes. Of course you do. You'll share lunch with me, of course you will, young and like yourself. In a flash, Basil had lugged a haversack from the undergrowth and was spreading a repast on the ground between them. For the next half hour, Matthias related his story between mouthfuls of the hare's tasty luncheon. Basil listened intently, interrupting only when he required clarification on some point. Matthias finished his tale and sat back, awaiting comment. Basil's long ears flopped up and down like a railway signal as he digested his food and his friend's information. Hmm, rats. I knew they'd come eventually. Threw intelligence on me grapevine, you know? Could feel it in the old ears, too. As for Redwall, I know it well. Excellent type, Abbot Mortimer. Splendid chap. I heard the Joseph bell tolling out the sanctuary message. Ha! Huh. Even had some cheeky old hedgehog telling me to run for it. Couldn't go, of course. Dear me, no. That'd never do. Chap deserting his post. Bit of a bad show, what, what? I prefer me own company, you know? Present company accepted, of course. Oh, of course, Matthias agreed. He had taken enormously to the hair. Basil sprang up in a smart military fashion and saluted. Right, first things first. Must get you across to the church, young feller, my mouse. I say, that green thingamajig you're wearing, habit, isn't it? Capital camouflage. You just try laying down anywhere in the shadows. Believe you me, you'd have trouble finding yourself. Top hole cover. Absolutely. Basil stopped and ruminated for a moment. His ears lay flat, stood up, then pointed in opposite directions. He continued. Now. When you've liberated your bit of tapestry, or whatever, make straight back across the common. I'll be waiting. Never fear. Good. Well, come on, young bucko. 
We can't sit around here all day like two fat rabbits at a celery chew. Up and at em. Quicks the word and sharps the action. Nip about a bit, young'un. Again, Basil vanished only to reappear some three yards out on the common. Come on, Matthias. Tack to the left and wheel to the right. Bob and weave. Duck and wriggle. Look, it's easy. Matthias hurried to follow keeping in mind Basil's instructions. Surprisingly, they seemed to work perfectly, and before long, the two friends had covered nearly three-quarters of the common land. Matthias could even count the whiskers on some of the rats. He covered his mouth with a paw to stifle a giggle. It's really very simple, isn't it, Basil? How am I doing? The hare bobbed up beside him. Capital. Bung-ho. Like a duck to water, young feller. Flop me ears if you aren't the best pupil I've ever had. By the way, is there anything I can do to help? Matthias stopped and looked serious. Yes, there is, Basil. But I feel reluctant to ask you to involve yourself in my fight. Basil Stag Hare snorted. Rubbish. My fight indeed. Do you fondly imagine that I'd sit there munching at the old nosebag while some ugly great rodent and his band of yahoos run around conquering my countryside? Ha! Huh. Never let it be said in the mess that Basil Stagg's hair was backward and coming forward. Ask away, Matthias, you young commurgeon. The hare puffed out his narrow chest and stood with paw on heart, his eyes closed and ears standing straight up. He awaited orders. The young mouse, hiding a smile at Basil's noble pose, said admiringly, Oh, Mr. Hare, you do look heroic standing like that. Thank you. Basil opened one eye to look at himself. Yes, he did look rather gallant, a bit like the old monarch of the glen, or the stag at eve. Not that a young mouse would understand anything of that nature. Matthias expressed his wishes to the stag. Would it be possible for you to create some kind of diversion while I'm getting the tapestry? Could you keep the rats occupied, Basil? The hare twitched his ears confidently. Say no more, laddie. You've come to the right stag. Listen carefully. You cut across the flank to the left. They took a piece of planking out of the fence by the lynch gate. That's where you'll slide through. When you've got what you've come for, then make your exit the same way. I'll be somewhere about keeping an eye on you. Right, off you go. Matthias went swiftly, still remembering to bob and weave as Basil had taught him. He made it with ease to the fence, glancing back to check on his companion. Basil went into a speedy run. He cleared the fence top at a bound and tapped the nearest rat on the back. I say, old thing, where's this leader feller, Clooney or Blooney or whatever you call him? Completely staggered, the rat stood slack-jawed. Basil left him and popped up beside another rat. Phew! Dear, dear, don't you chaps ever take a bath? Listen here, you dreadful creature. Do you realize that you smell to high heaven? Er, by the way, did your parents ever call you Pongo, or did they smell as bad as you? It took the rat sentries a moment or two to recover from their surprise. 
Then they let out yells of rage and tried to seize the impudent hare. It was like trying to catch smoke with their claws. Basil ran rings around them, keeping up a steady stream of insults and adding to the rat's bad temper. They shouted angrily, Grab that big skinny rabbit, lads. Big skinny rabbit yourself, cat's meat. I'll stick this dang gut in my spike. Temper, temper, tut, tut, such language. If your mother could hear you, blast, he's as slippery as a greased pig. Some of my best friends are greased pigs, bottlenose. Oops, missed me again, you old butterfingers, you. Matthias chuckled quietly and shook his head in admiration. He watched twelve rats falling over each other and bumping heads as they chased their, his friend around the common land. Every now and then, Basil would pause and strike his noble stag attitude, letting the rats get to within a whisker of him. Nimbly, he would kick out with one of his long, powerful legs and send them all sprawling in a heap. Adding insult to injury, he danced around the fallen sentries, sprinkling them with daisies until they arose, cursing him to continue the chase. Wary that there might be other rats about, Matthias climbed into the church through a broken stained glass window. He dropped down onto the Lady Chapel. The young mouse wrinkled his nose in disgust. The beautiful old church was rank with the heavy odor of rats. Furniture was overturned. Statuary was broken. Walls stained. The pages of torn hymn books lay about everywhere. Where was the fragment of tapestry? And where was Clooney with the rest of his army? Instant realization sent a leaden weight thudding into the pit of Matthias's stomach. They had gone to attack Redwall. Clooney must have the tapestry with him. Matthias felt sick at the thought. Hastily, he climbed back out of the window. Halfway across the fence, he noticed the small shed. Someone was pounding upon its locked door and calling his name aloud. Matthias, quickly over here in the hut. Through a small gap in the door, he could see the Vole family. Their paws were tightly bound. Colin Vole huddled piteously on some dirty sacking in a corner, while Mr. Abram Vole and his wife battered away at the door with their paws tied together. Matthias called through the crack to them. Stop banging. Stay quiet. I'll have you out of there as soon as I can break the lock. Matthias cast about for something that would force the paddock and hasp. Doubtless, some rat had the key, but there was no time for that. By a stroke of luck, he found an old iron spike that had been thrown at Basil by one of the rats. Forcing the spike in the hoop of the lock, Matthias levered away. It's not budging, he muttered. From the corner, Colin Bull started to weep aloud. Oh, we'll be locked in here until Clooney gets back. I don't want to face him again. Do something, Matthias. Save me. Despite the vole's wretched predicament, Matthias could not help showing his contempt for Colin. Do stop whining, Colin. It doesn't help matters, and keep your voice down. There may still be rats about. 
Try to be brave like your mum and dad. In his frustration, Matthias swung the spike at the lock. It bounced off, lodging deep between the hasp and the woodwork. He grunted in exasperation, pulling it savagely towards himself to loosen it. Taken off balance, he went head over tail. The hasp had broken. It came away, bringing with it some twisted, rusty screws. The door swung open. Drawing his dagger, Matthias hastily cut the bindings from the paws of the bowls, issuing orders as he worked. Follow me and do what I say. Move as quickly and quietly as you can. Cautiously, they slid through the broken fence and began making their way across the common. There was no sight of the rat sentries. Matthias guessed that they were off somewhere, still trying to catch the elusive hare. It was mid-afternoon. The common was peaceful and sunny. Butterflies perched on thistle flowers and grasshoppers serenaded each other with their ceaseless cadences. Abram Vole insisted on shaking Matthias by the paw and congratulating him. Matthias, thank you with all of my heart for saving my family. We thought we were doomed. The young rescuer looked grim. We're not back home yet, by any means, Mr. Vole, and even if we do make it back to the Abbey, I dread to think what we may find. Mrs. Vole nodded vigorously. Eh, we saw them leave at the church to march on Redwall. Clooney was leading the villains with Martin's picture tied to his banner. My, oh my, you never did see so many wild rascals in all of your born days. Matthias's brow creased in a worried frown. I wish I hadn't sneaked off from the abbey this morning. I do hope Constance has all the defenders on alert. It was only seconds later that Matthias wished he had also been on the alert. The sentry rats had become tired of chasing Basil. Wearily, they made their way out of the woods and back to the common land. They sat on the grass behind a low hummock, taking a break together. Matthias and the Vole family walked straight into the middle of them.